0: Hey everyone, Becky from the Shift Team here, and we're back with a new mini-episode to help everyone with some quick listens to get great ideas and tools for gymnastics. Seven ways to keep shoulders healthy. We're taking a deep dive today on exactly how to keep shoulders healthy. Due to popular requests, Dave has composed his best advice on shoulder mobility, rotator cuff strength, programming, and more and I'm super excited to be chatting about how to keep your shoulders healthy. This is something that a lot of people have asked me about. I unfortunately treat a lot of athletes and regular everyday adult fitness people for various shoulder injuries, and many people either consulting work for teams or also who are coming back from an injury say, hey, what do I need to do for maintenance care to make sure I kind of reduce the risk of injury and also just get the most out of my shoulders? Well, I am absolutely not going to say that this prevents injuries, but these things that we have here are going to be the best ways to optimize your shoulders to make sure you're getting the most out of your training the most out of your goals. And you're also trying to keep your shoulders as healthy as possible. What we're going to do is break down all these things if you want to learn for shoulders specifically, we're not going to break down geeky anatomy and break down all that kind of stuff. I love that stuff. But it usually bores people to death when they watch these videos. So I just want to share the big rocks to think about about what you can do and offer some suggestions based on programs that I've made before, by far and away the most important thing even if you're not hurt, even if you've never had an injury that you want to get the most out of your shoulders and what you're doing for your sport or your life okay, you have to get a good screen, okay, a screen or working with a medical provider, even if you're not hurt, okay, even if you don't have an injury is very, very helpful because these people have the tools to really break down what you need. Okay, they can do mobility testing, they can do strength testing with a dynamometer, they can look at your program, they can talk about different exercises, they can chat about your goals and say what exercises might be the best sets, reps, volume, all that kind of stuff, you can do it on your own, it's just going to be a longer process to get to the end result that you want, which is doing a very good program that gets all the things you need and doesn't take you five hours per week, but just hits the basics and also where you can add these things in whether it's the warm up, whether it's between sets, whether it's on a different day, a lighter day, whatever you want to work on. I can't tell you how many people come to me and when we look at their long shoulder health program or their warm up, I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe just these three or four things based on the screen, they said they go, wow, that's so much easier. I can't believe it I only need to do these kind of things. But also I say like, yeah, well, these exercises kind of have some good EMG data, which is just muscle recruitment. Let's do these ones, kind of focus on those. You don't got to do these 40 that you do all the time unless you'd like to. They really like getting the minimal effective dose for what they're doing in their programs versus just hours and hours of accessory work. Screen and medical provider by far and away most important. Second thing we're always consulting people on is some sort of soft tissue care to maintain their flexibility or their range of motion. The majority of sports that people come to us with shoulder pain for, so swimming, gymnastics, circ, overhead athletes, baseball players, volleyball players, tennis players, right? A lot of these repetitive motion sports, they tend to have a pattern where the things that produce power, the pecs, the lats, the terries, things like that, the more you train them over and over and over, if you don't have a good soft tissue care in a kind of a maintenance care program, they get very stiff, they can get overworked, and you can lose flexibility, okay? Baseball's a great example. The more you throw, stiffer the lats get, you lose overhead elevation. That can predispose some shoulder pain or some elbow pain. Gymnastics, very similar. The more you do bars, the more you work on your shapes, you might lose the ability to get your arms over your head. You might get some cranky shoulders when you do your events. A lot of other sports kind of fall in that category, Olympic weightlifting, baseball, hockey, kind of go in this category as well as rotational sports. The big ones that we typically see in someone who is limited is going to be the lat, the teres major, and then the pecs. Okay, those are kind of the big ones, the as longer as you can toss the joints of the thoracic spine, not a muscle obviously, but those are typically the big ones that we see. For the lat, easy foam rolling, 30 to 60 seconds underneath your arm. Also teres major, we can get the lacrosse ball on the back of the shoulder here and kind of dig in there a little bit, pec front of the shoulder as well, 30 to 60 seconds. But also we can do for these two a lat PVC stick stretch this is very, very good. For teres major, you can actually do a cross body adduction stretch with your scap pinned against the wall. Not a huge fan of the sleeper stretch because sometimes it does aggravate the cuff tendon in the shoulder. So we usually go for a crossbody adduction. There's a study couple studies that show that crossbody adduction does help to restore IR. Keep in mind if you're a throwing athlete, you might have some retroversion in your shoulder if you have bony issue not really always about cranking sleeper stretch, preferably go for crossbody stretch PVC stick stretch overhead lat stretch with the band a lot of options there. But like doing those for the pecs as well. I'm a big fan of just doing some like tabletop stretch hand behind your back pull back for pec minor chest stretching on your stomach side to side a lot of good options here. Here, but something to do to just keep range of motion of your pack stuff like that. I also do a lot of eccentric training, eccentric pull ups, eccentric push ups for these kind of things to again, lengthen some of those areas out, maybe it's accessory work, to get that full range of motion, usually try to recommend 30 to 60 seconds throughout the course of the week in a couple different areas to try to get some soft tissue stuff, try to get some stretching and try to do some screening regularly to make sure you're not losing your range of motion. Some athletes, some sports is beneficial to be a little bit stiff to produce power. But if those limitations get so far gone that you're not able to get your arms over your head to do your pressing work, or you're not able to do whatever you need for your sport. That's what becomes a problem. Overhead positions very commonly an issue we see with shoulder stuff and also layback from rotational athletes, tennis players, baseball players, softball players. So I'd work on these right 30 to 60 seconds of a couple exercises based on the screen. Okay, the other thing we want to make sure we do and to balance this out is going to be direct rotator cuff strength work very commonly overlooked. In general, people aren't typically doing some of the smaller muscle work to kind of develop the cuff if you're not familiar with the cuff golf ball on a tee is the analogy we use for the shoulder. It's kind of how the bones sit together wrapped around those grabbing those four areas are the the rotator cuff tendons, four muscles that work together: the supraspinatus, the infraspinatus, the teres minor, the subscapularis, all of them being nice and balanced together help kind of maintain that suction seal directly loading those areas can make them less prone to things like tendinopathies or problems. there. biggest thing along with not doing them in general is that people typically are not doing a hypertrophy approach to these things. They're not growing the muscles or they're not doing weight that is actually challenging. Okay, we work with a lot of professional athletes at the facility that I worked at champion physical therapy in Boston. And then also I work with a lot of high level college and pro athletes as well. And typically they're doing smaller weights, yellow therabands and maybe that's good for a warm up, but it's not gonna be really there to get that shoulder stronger so we typically recommend you know anywhere from two to four sets of eight to twelve reps with weight that's actually challenging enough for you so there's very commonly we're seeing people doing five six seven eight nine ten pounds of sideline ERs T's Y's use full cans to load those things okay we know from studies that I've been lucky that my boss has done my Reynolds, that we know the EMG activity of what exercises load the cuff a lot the exercises that we typically give are gonna be sideline external rotation we're gonna give some sort of a prone T Y and U kind of work on the middle trap, the lower trap, the rhomboid stuff like that, we could do some 90 90 IR as well for subs gap along with internal rotation of a heavier band. So IR ER, and then also we want to do some sort of a full can, right? So those kind of five to six exercises, those five I just listed also with bands here and here, if we do them in the right set and rep range with the right amount of weight, that's challenging, we're going to grow those rotator cuff muscles, we're gonna get them nice and strong, a lot of people respond really well to that. And it helps to kind of button up a lot of their well rounded program. So we definitely want to make sure we're doing some sets and reps that are challenging enough. Again, I'm doing two to three sets, maybe you for most people to start with eight to 12 repetitions with weight that's actually challenging enough. The entire program as we'll talk about at the end is going to be about two times per week, ideally would be good. But we're going to be doing this kind of stuff, the soft tissue stuff, maybe every day, but definitely the lifting stuff here about two times to a week is good. Three times if you make a living off your shoulder, and you really need a lot more. So I really think these are good and it kind of bridges really well to the next concept up here, something that's very commonly overlooked, which is going to be horizontal on a rowing strength. So if you look at a lot of strength programs or a lot of sports performance programs, they're very good at training horizontal pushing, vertical pushing and vertical pulling, but they oftentimes do not have enough upper back rowing. So I'm not saying you need this golden ratio of a certain percentage of strength. Every sport is different. Every person is different, but you do have to have a couple of days per week where you get some heavy rowing in to balance out the amount of strength. A lot of the overhead positions that you need are driven by scap tipping and scap retraction for the scap to move up the shoulder blade pretty well, along with the serratus anterior. We want to make sure we get some sort of rowing. Same kind of deal. We want to make sure they're strength based, so maybe three to five sets. That depending on what you're working on somewhere in the six to eight range, if you're going for strength or the eight to 12 range, if you're maybe going for hypertrophy, again, based on the exercise you're doing based on what you want to work on, okay, exercises we really like for these going to be face pulls bent over dumbbell rows. Those are really great options to start with. I really like feet elevated rows too if you have the option to do it, right, which is kind of like a reverse push up. Okay, so feet are up on a box or a bench and you're rowing to your chest, put plates on your chest, face pulls with a band, single arm cable row, single arm bent over dumbbell row, all really good options, just make sure it's hard enough, right and make sure they're in your program somewhere. So I think this is kind of the base work, right? Like if you can this stuff in throughout the week, it's going to really help your shoulders in the long term. Number five is one of the biggest maybe not overlooked, but it's known but not properly done all the time. It's just proper technique. Like it's crazy how many people do a full program, they love the accessory work, they don't mind doing it. But then when they actually go do their workouts, when they lift the technique falls apart because they have too much weight in the bar, the programming is too aggressive, and they're maybe not ready for it. they have a little bit of an ego flared up there, it's better to go slightly lower weight with perfect technique and build up slowly over time, just put in that work and make sure it's great versus rushing up in the weight rushing up in the sets and reps and burying your and having your square squirrel out to the side and stuff like that I would not recommend that people take too many jumps too fast. If you have the proper technique as you build up more and more, that is really one of the best ways to keep your shoulders healthy is proper pull ups, proper pressing patterns, really good bench press technique, all that kind of stuff learning from a strength coach is key. If you don't have great technique, very easy for your shoulders to get pretty cranky, especially with more complicated movements like throwing or Olympic weightlifting more dynamic stuff that we're working on. Good technique is going to be crucial to keep your shoulders healthy. And then lastly, down here, programming is a big piece of this year, when it comes term to programming, we do mean part like the sets and the reps and the volume, like I just talked about not spiking things. But I think a lot of times in programming, exercise selection is huge, okay, especially for the shoulder, we find a lot of people have goals that are maybe health and fitness oriented, where they don't want to compete, they don't want to do super hardcore stuff, but they're doing exercises that maybe are not really in their wheelhouse in terms of their goal. That's why getting a strength coach and a medical provider on board to help you build a program and know what you're doing based on your goals is so so important. The biggest example I see of this is the range of motion of pressing, right? Some people don't want to put in the work or don't have the time to work on full overhead mobility and thoracic spine mobility, so they don't have great overhead positions, but they still want to do pull ups, they still want to do a lot of dumbbell pressing overhead and it bugs their shoulders because we're really kind of forcing that range of motion versus maybe we could just do a landmine press, right or an incline press for the shoulder that way and maybe a half kneeling cable pull down, you can have that person instead of doing an overhead dumbbell press or barbell press, maybe we just go incline dumbbell presses on an angled bench or do a half kneeling landmine press still get a great training effects still work the shoulders still getting your performance goals of health and fitness. and then maybe maybe. maybe for a pull up situation, maybe instead of doing three days of pull ups, maybe on one of those days or two of those days, we do an angled half kneeling band pull with a cable or a band around a rig or something like that and load it up super heavy, you can use a Kaiser machine or a weight stack, you can use an eccentric pause there to make it harder, but you're not jamming your shoulder overhead. If you don't have that mobility. Again, I think this is one of the common things I see that drives people off the beaten path and they get into a frustrating point, but just modifying a few things is really, really going to be the key they need there. So lastly, out of all these things, the most important thing that most people don't do is they need to Watch for early signs of pain. If you are not respecting when you start to feel your shoulder bug, you start feeling kind of funky and back off and change your exercises. That's the easiest way to get a problem long term. You have your rotator cuff be irritated, or like some labral issues, or just have general pain. It's not even always about like pathomechanics. I study quite a bit of pain science as well, and you could just overload the shoulder capacity could just be an issue. If you don't respect that early warning sign of pain, modify your exercises or change some stuff, you might get in some frustrating points. I know it's hard because people love to work out. I love to work out too. They love their programming. They want to do what they want to do. You know, almost all the time it comes back to haunt them down the road. Be aware of those kind of things. Make sure you know what early versus late signs are. If you are someone who is lifting, if you're sore for a day, everything gets better. That's a normal response to exercise. It's supposed to be hard. If your pain is more than a three out of a 10, if it lasts more than three days, or if it's the third time that it's limited your lifting or your workout, your sport, that's generally what I recommend to people is when you want to kind of take a break, get it checked out by someone in the long run. If you wanted to put this all together, I would say recommending for the left side, especially about two times per week. So two times per week, you can do the soft tissue stuff any day you work on your upper body, but two particular times for about 15 to 20 minutes, where you do 30 to 60 seconds of your soft tissue care about five minutes there you run through two to three sets of your dumbbell exercises and then you add in some of the horizontal rowing twice a week as well to your workout the technique and the programming that should be kind of an everyday thing that you're working on especially with the pain so those things are more constant five six and seven but two three and four two times per week i would generally recommend that's what i do for myself it's what i recommend for my clients and also all the people i treat for rehab and anyone i consult with who are trying to do that especially if the sport involves their shoulders for a long time hope you guys enjoyed this have a great day Hopefully you enjoyed this mini podcast episode. Let us know if it was helpful and if you have any suggestions of what you'd like to learn about next.